You know, working from home two days a week on average saves employees 70 minutes a day commuting. Let's be honest, right? Almost half, 30 minutes of that time savings is spent working more, which in turn translates to benefits for employers in the form of more productivity from their labor force. In all, remote work translates to roughly 4% more hours worked during a 40-hour week. And I couldn't agree more with Bloom when he said that. You know, even this podcast, I am able to do more when I don't have to go to the studio. You know, more time is used researching, writing, and making sure I bring you the greatest and latest in financial news. You know, more work produced is better for the economy overall. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in my mom's favorite. Christian Financial Advisor, as always, make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time that we release new episodes. And be sure to like and comment on this episode. It really helps with the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes for you. Now, to work remote or not work remote? That is the question. To pack a lunch, to dress, to commute no more. And by commute to say we end the heartache and the thousands of miles that our cars are heirs to, tis a consumption devoutly to be wished. These are the beautiful words of William, I don't want to commute to work Shakespeare the fifth in the year 2022. See, remote work seems to be here to stay. Many of us are under the assumption that this came as a necessity birthed out of the recent pandemic era. According to CNBC article, working from home wasn't solely a pandemic era phenomenon though. The share of remote workers had been doubling every 15 years prior to 2020, according to data compiled by Jose Maria Barrero, Shelby Buckman, and Stephen Davis economists who have studied remote work. Now, we just happen to see a boom due to sickness precautions and at-home mandates. And I think this makes sense because the transition from going into an office to remote work was pretty seamless. You pretty much just took your laptop, added a few login security steps, and you were working just as if you were in an office, especially if you were in a call center. Now, I would call you know, customer service, and I heard more cats and dogs than I have ever heard before, but for some reason, I wasn't really bothered. Was it because I was used to the background noise? You know, whether it was coming from the low rumbles of other associates in the back or clicking at the keyboards as they searched for the answers to my questions, I really don't know, but for some reason, I had a greater sense of empathy for the person on the other line. Now, I didn't mind the ringing of doorbells and the interruptions of their phone vibrating, but... What say you? Did you have a better experience? Did the associates seem less stressed and more understanding? I know for me they did. You know, the article states that the pandemic has started a revolution in how we work, and our research shows working from home can make firms more productive and employees happier. 
Bloom, an economist at Stanford University, wrote in June of 2021. But like all revolutions, this is difficult to navigate. Were they happier because they were wearing their favorite pajamas and not their uniform? Were they less stressed because their laundry was done and dinner was prepared on their lunch break so they can focus on their job without thinking about what they had to do when they got home? You know, was the ability to let them control their hours, empower them to be more responsible? You know, what was the contributing factor? I don't know. I don't have the answers to these questions, but I am happy about some of the results. You know, working from home two days a week on average saves employees 70 minutes a day commuting. Let's be honest, right? Almost half, 30 minutes of that time savings is spent working more, which in turn translates to benefits for employers in the form of more productivity from their labor force. In all, remote work translates to roughly 4% more hours worked during a 40-hour week. And I couldn't agree more with Bloom when he said that. You know, even this podcast, I am able to do more when I don't have to go to the studio. You know, more time is used researching, writing, and making sure I bring you the greatest and latest in financial news. You know, more work produced is better for the economy overall. You know, so why is this a hot topic for me to discuss? Because regardless of the positives, there are some drawbacks. And the fact of the matter is that everyone doesn't have the opportunity to work from home. They just don't. You know, the jobs that are eligible for remote work are traditionally positions with higher education levels and harder barriers of entry. You know, for example, you're not going to be able to work remotely installing streetlights. You're not going to be able to remotely work picking up garbage or work in retail. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, these industries such as the finance industry, corporate management and professionals and scientific services can be done from home. But conversely, very few workers in agriculture, hotels and restaurants or retail can work from home. So studies are showing that about 37% of jobs can be done remotely, right? But those with lower incomes, a lack of college degrees, they tend to be people of color. So what do we do? We can't just shift how we work. So some people are going to have to try to get better educations. They're gonna to have to go back to school. They're going to have to try to figure out how they can take advantage of this because it is a privilege to work from home. You know, all the hard work that you used to study in high school and junior high, the parties that you missed to get good grades so you can get into college or the money that you put up, you know, the money that you put yourself in debt to do to get into school so you can have the privilege of working from home. You know, you're going to have to start looking at some of those options. You know, it says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse three, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. If this is not a sign to make a shift in your long-term plan, I don't know what is. You need to ask yourself, is this something I want to do long-term? Do you want to be picking up garbage your whole life? Do you want to be in retail your whole life, right? How long are you willing to work for positions where you don't have the same flexibility? You know, too many times we see individuals comfortable in their situations because it works for them right now. Now, when I first came into the job market, I interned on a movie set as a production assistant on a movie called The Great Debaters with Denzel Washington. You may know him. Um, it was great. I had unlimited food. My housing was paid for. Um, I made great money. And when I mean great, I mean great. 
money, but I was always away from my family for three straight months. You know, I was working 20 plus hours some days and I didn't have a social life except on set. And I knew this was not something I want to do long term. It just wasn't. So what did I do? I moved on. Where did I move to? I moved to Paris <laughs> and I and I got training as a teacher in each step of my life journey. I improved my situation from selling cell phones, having a decade long career with one of the top investment firms in the world to owning my own. But if I never continue to work on myself and my skills, I may still be working 20 hours a day, napping in the car doing breaks and barely seeing my family. You know, like I said before, it was great money, but money isn't everything. You know, I trust God to lead me and everything that I did. I committed myself. And through those experiences, I was able to establish the plans I have today. And I'm not saying the job that you have is horrible. If you want to be a career garbage man and you go out there and do what you need to do, I totally respect it because it's those positions that the blue collar positions of this country that drive the economy. And I appreciate that. You know, I live here in Louisiana. We have a lot of people who work offshore and those are some dangerous jobs. So, you know, as you're filling up your gas and you're complaining that it's one dollar more or 50 cent more, there's people out there literally risking their lives on these rigs trying to drill for oil so you can get to the other side of the town and eat at your favorite restaurant. Okay, so what I'm asking you here is what are your plans? You know, I want you to tell me in the comments. Are you prepared for any shifts in the economy? Are you making yourself marketable so you can make a shift if it is necessary? You know, I truly think remote work is here to stay. And I don't think that remote work is great for everyone. Some people need that structure. Some need that sense of community and companionship that a job provides outside of your immediate family. So I am not saying let's do away with it. But I am saying that we need to take an internal evaluation and see what we want to do. See, success is what we make it. As I close, I just want to make this final point here. At all times, you want to be in control of your destiny. Think about your last two jobs. Has anyone reached out to you to help you? Have they made sacrifices to help you reach the next level? Did they cover one of your shifts? Did they pick up one of those trash cans for you? No, they may act like his family, but it's all business to them. So you need to treat it the same way. Use these opportunities to move up, not stay in the same place. If you are happy, that's fine. But at the same time, make sure you prepare yourself for the ability to move to something else that makes you happy without losing your livelihood. Meaning, if the boss comes in and says, ah, you know what, you're fired. Do you have a place to go? That is going to provide you the same income. And maybe you can continue the life that you want to live. But those are questions. Those aren't answers. See in the comments, I want you to share with me your first job and what were you doing? I would love to hear how you were able to leverage the skills you had on your first job and how you are using them with your current job. So what I want you to learn from this episode is this. 
that yes, the popularity of remote jobs are increasing. Yes, there are some benefits from working at home. Yes, you may be able to produce more, but there also is an element of responsibility and accountability. There is also barrier to entry. So there's some other things you need to consider. Is this a positive thing for some people? Maybe. Is this a negative thing for people who are extroverts? Maybe that's so as well. But what I am trying to tell you is that you need to prepare yourself for any opportunity that may exist that you can take advantage of. When you increase your education, when you increase your qualifications, when you increase your value to the economy, you become more appreciated in this world. And that is just a fact. The people that are making the most money, the people that are making an impact are the ones that are contributing. They have something to give back. And all I'm saying to you today is this, that there are going to be some opportunities for you to have more flexibility, for you to have some more freedom. I mean, even if you're retired, the ability to engage people on different levels and maybe do something that you love and make money doing it, you're going to have to get the education when time is not of the essence. Don't wait until somebody fires you. Don't wait until your social security payment drops. Don't wait for these policies to be passed and this legislation from our government. I want you to take advantage of the opportunity and the time that you have now to advance yourself. Well, I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and comment and share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. And as a thank you, we have a special gift for you. And if you need help building your financial plan or want a Christian financial advisor to help you be a better steward of God's wealth, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. I want to thank you for bearing with me because I have been under the weather the past couple of days, but I do it because I love you. Well, I may be Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I will see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Thing podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.